so uh, my name is Will McCormick. Um, I'm communications lead at OKCoin, which is a fiat-focused crypto exchange in San Francisco. Uh, but we're very global. We think very global. We serve 180 countries, and we have offices in Singapore, Japan, Malta, uh, and I think uh, Korea as well. Um, I'm originally from Ireland. And I moved to California after grad school, uh, what, 11 years ago now. I've been working in crypto for about four years. Uh, prior to joining OKCoin earlier this year, I ran a PR agency for blockchain companies. So I worked with companies from uh, Bitmain to Elliptic to Soul Lending and a bunch of other startups. Uh, but now, yeah, I lead up the communications, which is a bit of a, you know, media relations um, and also some product communications as well. Cool, cool. And so like OKCoin, so I've never actually used the platform itself, but it's kind of like, uh -huh. it's more geared towards people that maybe have like just gotten into crypto. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to say it's like a Coinbase, but like it's it's kind sure. of, you know, towards people who, uh, you know, want something like super easy and, you know, user friendly. Yeah. Is, that, is that a fair yeah. representation of it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I mean, we do have a lot of uh, financial institutions that use as well because we're, you know, very low fees, great liquidity, great, um, great product. But yeah, uh, of this year, we have tried to go after more of the people who are new into crypto as well. Uh, so in the last six months, there's been a huge uh, change in our product for the better. Um, just a lot of UX changes, a lot of making things as simple as possible. Um, our KYC right now is the quickest in the industry. I think it takes. You can be trading, uh, you can be a new user, come to our website, uh, KYC and, and trading and deposit in like three minutes, which is, uh, we tested it, it's the best in the industry. So we're really about just removing as much friction as possible. Um, and also while, you know, be, basically our main purpose is to be a fiat gateway. So, uh, you know, people who are trying to buy into crypto, help, you know, flow that money into, uh, or that crypto into other protocols, which, Yesterday, um, we announced an earn product, for example, uh, which is, right. we're pretty excited about, which is, um, you know, most places have staking products, uh, but this is actually different because, you know, traditional staking products, they will basically play a bank. They'll take your crypto, uh, they'll lend you out, uh, they'll lend it out on the other end, and they'll, they'll take the difference. You know, they'll give you 6%, they'll lend it out 10%. What this does is actually, it just flows right through the DeFi protocols. So we basically handle transactions, uh, pay the gas fees, and uh, it can enable anyone to stake on these DeFi protocols, uh, without having to deal with all the complexity. So it's just really simple. Stake stable coins, we do all the transactions, they go to you know, Wi-Fi, Curve, uh, or a comp, and you get to, to keep all the returns. So that's really exciting. That just happened yesterday, just as uh, Bitcoin started mooning. So <laughs> it kind of went under the radar, but it's a really great product. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was just looking at that. And I think that's like amazing because I think one of the hardest people for, uh, you know, to get into cryptocurrency is uh, everything is kind of really hard to understand. And there's a lot of friction when you want to, let's say buy a Bitcoin, you need a, you know, a, a wallet, you got to secure it, you have to, you know, do all this mm -hmm. other stuff, you have to do KYC, everything. So I think, uh, you know, it's really interesting that you're able to kind of set it up super quickly. And it's kind of, you know, really nice on the user side when they want to stay because they don't have to know about, uh, you know, running their own node, they don't have to do any of that. Um, and they can kind yeah. of, you know, just immediately start with that. Uh, I'm looking at the site right now as well. So you can earn up to 14%, it's saying. And I also oh, think yeah. that's that's really cool it's as well, uh, because a lot of the centralized uh, exchanges that offer staking, like you said, are, you know, just staking your coins and then giving you a fraction of the actual investment. And that's kind of what, like, you know, the traditional market's doing. And that's not really what, you know, crypto is aiming to kind of change. So it's really cool that, you know, you're advertising be your own bank. And that's legitimately what it is, you know, like you're given that yeah. ability.
For sure. We're, we're really excited about DeFi in general. And, um, you know, you want to just keep it growing. And what they're essentially doing is just making it really easy to get, you know, fresh capital into DeFi. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, we, we don't charge any fees. We, you know, we make money when people convert their dollars into crypto. And then we push that all to the DeFi protocol. So that's very important because, you know, there is a temptation for, uh, you know, centralized exchanges or just new tech to basically take DeFi and try and just like centralize it and push it away, which is what a lot of these earned products are doing. But, you know, we think DeFi is, has a huge potential, uh, different than like, you know, the ICO run, you know, this is actually stopping liquidity, like building infrastructure level stuff. It's not just like ideas. Um, and there's a bunch of great companies coming in, uh, organizations coming in, which are, you know, Wi-Fi curve and comp the ones we selected because we felt most comfortable with that. Cause we don't want to expose people to, you know, 40% APR for some new, new token. Like we've done our due diligence and as a regulated exchange, you know, we always have to make sure we protect our customers. But uh, yeah, what's happening in DeFi, you know, um, obviously they have the DeFi summer and, you know, it's kind of, you know, shut up and it's kind of self-ended, but, you know, it's still in a strong place and it's kind of healthy where it is right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, the ICO run, I think, gave kind of a bad rap, I guess, to crypto for, a, you know, a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, but DeFi, you know, even though there are some of these projects that are like, hey, you get 99% back or whatever, um, I think those have, you know, kind of slowly died down because some of these projects are actually out there doing stuff, you know, like you said, there's comp, there's, uh, you know, curve, all that kind of stuff uh, that's actually making, you know, the industry, you know, 10 times better. Uh, what kind of projects are you interested in? Like, do you have any specific ones that, you know, you like or? Uh, um, hmm. I, I have a friend that runs Kava. They're doing some, some good stuff and they work with Binance and their Binance launch company. Uh, I, I do like, I, I think the liquidity and just uh, quick access to loans for margin trading, you know, that's a, a great place to start and kind of grow from there. So uh, yeah, the comp is great. Aave is very interesting in that sense as well. Uh, but I do think, you know, this is exciting to me more so, you know, I got in just before the ICO kind of madness and I was very excited about that. Then all these crazy projects, you know, what's going on, that's part of it. You know, some succeed, some didn't. That's just the VC life and that's what they, I see it was, you know, you're paying VC. Uh, but this is actually, you know, more contributing liquidity and capital and getting return. So, um, you know, banking systems based on that. And this is trying to redo that in a completely decentralized way. And, you know, now we're at like 15 billion and, you know, if they can get that 10x, you know, to 150 billion, which is very feasible because just the, the the ease of getting this capital, especially, and, you know, margin trading is a huge, huge, huge industry. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure it's, you know, hundreds of billions or if not more. Um, so just being able to do that in a decentralized fashion where anyone can just, um, just get a quick access loan or, you know, use some collateral and just, you know, try and extend earnings. Um, it's great. And the fact that there's no middleman at all is very exciting. So said, you know, we could have recreated that in a very centralized approach and taken these staking products, but we just thought what they're doing is great. Let's just try to it. And that's what we're really trying to do at OKCoin. We're, we're just trying to grow the ecosystem because if the entire ecosystem grows, you know, OKCoin will grow with it. And they'll always need a way to get dollars into crypto. And that's where we as a regular exchange use it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that's the, the interesting part about DeFi is that, you know, you can actually be a part of the ecosystem now. Whereas if you use a bank, you're just a customer. You're not actually, mm -hmm. you know, really part of the, uh, you know, how it all works. Now, uh, you know, DeFi is definitely dangerous if you just, you know, kind of go into it and your margin mm -hmm. trading and lending and, you know, if it crashes and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. I think that's a, it's an amazing start because you have to start somewhere. 
Um, and eventually, you know, we'll get yeah. to a point where you probably won't even know you're using crypto when you're doing this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, you know, first and foremost, it is definitely dangerous and you shouldn't just, you know, marginal trade or whatever, um, if you don't know what you're sure. doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, some projects like uh, Pool uh, Together. Have you heard of that? Pool Together? Um, I have, but I haven't really looked into it. Can you remind me? Yeah, so it's basically, uh, it's, it's a, um, it's like a free lottery, essentially. So you, you put your die on the platform. And then uh, every week, they, uh, all the interest that's accrued on your die and everyone's die together, it's basically gambled uh, yeah. off. And then you get your die back at any point if you want it. Back. Yeah. Um, so I remember like, that. Yeah. So it's a way to get higher. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I was actually really interested in that. I, I remember looking into it and kind of fell off. But yeah, that, it's a great way, you know, just take a little bit of die and rather than get, you know, your, your uh, few percentage back, you know, you just go all or nothing and then you get your stable points back. So yeah, I remember that. I heard about that. A year ago. Is it still going well? I should probably look back into it. It's yeah, I think it, I think it's I think it's going well. I think they got some investments from some other companies, so they've been like adding to the prize pool. Um, I don't think it's fully on the blockchain even yet, too. Right. So I don't know how they're like randomly selecting somebody if that's like a, you know, a random generator or how they're doing that. Um, but I just thought you know the whole mm -hmm. idea is is pretty interesting. You know, when somebody says no loss lottery, you ought to think scam. But like, uh, you know, I think it's it's cool what they're they're using die for something that you know actually has purpose like it's really you know it's not really uh you know no loss yeah. you're losing your interest but like i think um the way that they've integrated it has been you know pretty cool um to see yeah um yeah it's more fun way to stake for sure. yeah it's a fun way you know and especially if you only have a few die too because i mean you only, you only need one to win so um i think you know that's yeah. definitely you know something that's interesting um but also like you know well, the problem that I see like in, in traditional uh, finance is like you have to be an accredited investor for everything. So that's mm. why I really like crypto because you can kind of just buy it. You know, if you, if you go through the KYC and everything, you can buy it, you can be a part of it. Um, and so I think that's one of the uh, really interesting things about DeFi in the future is that, you know, you're at, you can actually become a part of something and a part of, you know, an organization without going through, you know, the whole KYC and, you know, securities. Um, Cool. But uh, yeah, so where where do you see uh, crypto in like you know ten years? I think you know it's a it's a really vague question, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I what, what you're talking about in terms of uh, you know investing in projects. Uh, you know, we went through that the ICO period. But I think you know as as we mature, that may become more you know allowing people to become investors in good stage projects. Um, and I saw uh, the name escapes me. The company is a revolution. Ah, oh, uh, there's a company that's doing that. Uh, it's not, it, it, there's a it stem from crypto, but uh, basically you can invest in early stage projects, kind of like a GoFundMe, but for projects. And there are some crypto projects in there. But yeah, the, the whole accredited investor um, ideology from the government, I mean, it came from a good place, but you know, in today's world, when you can just upload a hundred grand onto, uh, you know, Robinhood and, uh, you know, just buy options there, you know, just answering a three question, test you know i think that needs to be really looked at because uh yeah as we've seen with even you know the airbnb ipo and the doordash IPO, you know there's all the capitals kind of you know goldman sachs is getting in pre-market and you know they're buying up <laughs> you know the, the price target i think was set at like you know 85 dollars and then before it even hit the retail already up like 100 percent. so you know there's just so much money to be made that retailers can't 
even that, or retail investors just can't access. Right. Um, you know, if you have, if you there's a, there's a good idea, I think you should you know should be able to. But you know, obviously you have to you have to do your own research. But you know, in a world where there there's many other similar similar risk factors, and uh, it doesn't seem to all seem evenly when you know, as I mentioned, you know, Robinhood you can deposit 100 grand pretty easily. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the the thing that I was, you know, thinking is like people really only when, when you're a retail investor and, you know, whatever it is, like you make under 250,000 or whatever, you're really your only options are really to gamble, you know, like buy a lottery ticket if you want to make money, go on Robinhood, you know, uh, you know, do that sort of thing. So um, I, I definitely think that it was, yeah, it was made for, you know, to help protect people, um, you know, people that may you know, not be able to afford to invest in companies. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they should definitely relook at something like that. There should, there, a regulation is not always like bad. Regulation can be very, very good. Yeah, um, and, sure. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, regulation is kind of a bad word by crypto, but definitely yeah. I think it's very necessary in many cases, but I just think it needs to be looked at more frequently and kind of evolve with it. So I know they have started to look at, you know, I. I can't think of specific cases, but I've seen it come up more in Congress where you know they want to relook really at it and kind of change with the times. So uh, yeah, no, you always have to keep uh, investors safe, um, and that's what the government is trying to do. Uh, but I do think it, we also need to start giving access to some of these great projects because with so much information about it, that's why they used to be kind of built on. It was hard to get information, and you'd have to be very experienced to know what you're getting yourself into. But in this day and age, information is free and plentiful. So, you know, you have to kind of let people make their own decisions, uh, which is what America is kind of about at the end of the day. Yeah. But um, yeah, in terms of back, back to your original question where it's going to go in 10 years, um, I think, yeah, that's, that's one area we can talk about all, all day. I do think, you know, we take a very American centric approach uh, or even, you know, Asian and financial markets approach to crypto right now. It's, it's still, you know, very much an investment. And what it's doing now is a store of, you know, store of value which is bitcoin is doing or ethereum the DeFi side basically replacing the bank loans is really interesting i, I do think um DeFi has a lot of potential and uh, if we can kind of simplify it and that's what we're trying to do with okcoin but i also think you know looking more broadly you know we see especially on okcoin we do see we do have this stable coins uh, i think we have like five or six right now and they are really important to like you know argentina for example is a major market to us turkey is like this Places where, you know, just we have access to the dollar, you know, it, we are at the top of the food chain when it comes to these type of things. But, and so being able to give uh, other countries where their currency is just devaluing and, you know, people have earned hard, or, sorry, worked hard all their life and just seeing their savings go away from decisions out of their hands. I just think uh, that's really what's most exciting at crypto. Stable coins can be it. Bitcoin obviously is better <laughs> uh, just because of the complete way it is. But, you know, stable coins is it's really important for that. And just being able to get people to keep their wealth so that they can still, you know, use that to benefit their family and the people around them, their community, I think is really important. Just seeing a currency go down the drain um, from some government issues or, you know, some external issues um is really is not great so um i think that's something that will become more and more prominent and you know bitcoin is the global currency in 10 years one thing or another but just being able to give anyone who wants to um access to you know stable coins or crypto so they can at least take control over their own wealth and as i said not just watch it go down the, the drains yeah i mean having like a global transparent uh you know monetary system is really nice because that kind of puts everyone on an even playing field so to speak right um, and I, I, I love the fact because I, you know, I run an online business and stuff. So I love the fact that somebody from, you know, China can send me money and I can spend that instantly. I can use it instantly. I don't have to wait on, 
you know, $40, you know, uh, wiring transfers, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's really, you know, kind of what excites me about crypto. Um, and, you know, it's always yeah. nice to be in a, in a bull market too, to talk about it. You know, if, if this was like, if this podcast yeah. was like six months ago, it probably would have been like, uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, it was inter it's interesting now because yeah, we do talk about a bull market, but uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how long you've been in crypto, but I did find it interesting, and it was kind of nice in a sense during you know 2018 when you know it was very sideways uh, movement to really focus on what people are building and less on kind of the investment side. Uh, you know, a bull run is much better, uh, and I much prefer it. It's better. Uh, obviously, that's great now for everyone involved, but you know, at the time it was great just listening to more projects, seeing people build, and just having like less to scratch it. Part of why we're doing so well now because a lot of the work was done in 2018 when Bitcoin wasn't cool. And now it's cool again, and you know that work is really being shown. So all those uh, believers who are working hard for the last three years, it's really great to see uh, their hard work paying off. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, really, the, the the bull market and the investment side only just drags in kind of you know small investors that are here and there. You know, they they're not they're not here for the longer term. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not really like a trader like either. Like I don't you know trade constantly, so I don't really care about you know the price per se. I just like the idea behind yeah. it. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it is really interesting to see kind of how far, uh, you know, the industry has actually come, you know, going through the ICO phase, kind of burning, you know, through a lot of those, but then really getting into more of the infrastructure. Now we're at where like the good stuff is, you know, we're not at the point because the ICO was really like, uh, hey, we're a video game company. Let's go on the blockchain. Boom. You know, and then that kind of was a bust though. Yeah. So now it's more like, okay, let's actually build the infrastructure that people are actually using. Um, and yeah. yeah, so I think, I think that has been, uh, you know, really nice. Um, and then, so OKCoin got into Stacks 2.0. I did see that uh, oh, yes. the video. So that's going to be uh, super interesting. You're supporting the yeah. launch on January 14th, I believe. Um, yeah. Which is the main net, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's when everything goes live. Uh, so we basically be the launch partner with them. So, uh, you know, uh, as we made that announcement, so that's what, you know, we're going to be the first exchange that's already announced we'd be listening to, but, you know, our compliance team's already been working with them for a while. So um, that's really exciting. What they've done is, you know, a lot of work for the industry as well, because it's essentially shown a path for how you can transition from uh, a security, which, you know, a lot of these ICO tokens were, uh, and then move it to utilities so that you can, you know, be more... Uh, being able to list exchange or regulatory, uh, regulatory exchange, I guess, as well. So we're going to, we've, you know, we have some airdrops going um, and that's, you know, the, the feedback we got from the community so far, the Stacks community is really great. Um, so things are going really well there. Team in particular is great. You know, it's a really great project outside of, you know, the token itself, just trying to really decentralize uh, the internet. And right now, you know, Facebook and all our data being shared everywhere. That is um, rings truer than ever. So, you know, be able to build uh, decentralized applications where, you know, data storage itself is actually decentralized is going to be great. So, you know, owning your own data is basically their message. And that's really, you know, owning your own financial future um, was Bitcoin. And, you know, this is kind of let's try and own our own data because data is like the oil of uh, modern society, as they say. Yeah. I mean, this couldn't have come at a better time. Did you ever see the Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, the documentary on the social media? I think it was called the social dilemma i believe uh it's one of those dystopian things i haven't got a right to I've, i'm very familiar with the the problems but it's just like i couldn't bring myself to to sit down during right. uh the pandemic to just like <laughs> there's enough problems going on but i've i've heard great things and you know i've worked in uh you know 
marketing and uh, you know marketing and you know it's the marketing is is a great thing though in a lot of ways but you know now it's when you can use data like we've seen in um, politics and you know how it can be used to just like brainwash people or really target people and put them in their bubbles so they don't get exposed to new information and just keep cycling in their echo chamber you know that's that kind of highlighted just what the problems are. But be able to, you know, there's some, you know, Amazon, these companies, you know, they have a lot of data about us, you know, they still provide a great product. They tell us what, they know what we kind of want, they, and it makes a, the UX experience great. But once you start, you know, bringing in politics and all that into it, that's a whole different level. So I know, you know, Facebook's uh, talks are trying to break it up from, you know, from its Instagram. Uh, so yeah, but um, I think uh, Blockstack is, they're launching right at the right time because I think that's going to bring, uh, even though it's, a, it's not really about the data per se, it's more about monopoly, but I do think it will just highlight, bring more people aware of like what Facebook's doing with the data as well. So yeah, um, Muneeb at Blockstack is an amazing guy, very visionary. He's been working on this for five, six years. So um, all their yeah, team Yeah, I was going to say, this has really actually been, this project's been building for quite some time now. Um, yeah. I think it was I mean, back in since 2013. Maybe, yeah, exactly. I heard about it a and while And this is, ago. yeah. Yeah, um, they, I actually, you know, we're both in San Francisco and in San Francisco, they used to be in our office at Starfish a lot. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, what they're trying to build here. And this is, this is a great thing about, you know, some companies have got, you know, good ICO funding and that should give you time to build. And something in what they're doing is not something, it's not like a flash in the pan. I think you can't do it quickly. Like it really takes time. And then being able to get this, uh, you know, this ecosystem, being able to stake and get Bitcoin, it's going to bring more, uh, you know, make it more, incentivize um, developers to build on their block, um, on block stacks. So yeah, they've been building this for a while and they're going around the right way, you know, and this is why they thought very, very, very long-term, more than maybe any other project uh, I've seen because they realized that their token was security and they're taking all the steps, you know, uh, their, their ICO last year was the first SEC basically approved uh, token offering under the Reg A. Uh, so, you know, being able to see that and now go all the way to exchanges and uh, moving away from the security into utility because they spent the last two years basically or a year and a half decentralizing it. Um, it's just shown that it's basically trailblazed away for this model. So uh, that's just going to mean more capital flowing into the system and uh, less government uh, or regulation stepping on this project. So I think that the Blockstack is great for the entire industry, not just for uh, Blockstack. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be amazing for the industry, but it's also another example of, you know, actual utility that's happening, uh, you know, on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. This isn't just some, you know, like I was saying before, like a video game company just coming on the blockchain for no reason. This is something that's been thought out yeah. and, and it's actually being integrated, um, which is a net positive for the entire industry, whether you're into Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever you're into. Um, it's a huge move yeah. for all of it. Um, and one thing that I really like about crypto. Yeah, ultimately... Yeah, no, can, go, go ahead. Sorry, what's up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, you know, ultimately what Blockstack is doing, it's, you know, the developer, uh, it's really important to have these uh, platforms basically with developers to go do their thing and not just try and do everything within, uh, you know, one centralized entity. So, you know, from creating this great incentivized structure through their stacking, which essentially allows you to mine Bitcoin in a sense. Uh, not exactly, but, you know, for easy way to explain it, I've been able to stack stacks and get Bitcoin return, just a very interesting approach as well. So uh, yeah, it's all about just incentivizing developers and giving them enough incentivization to build good stuff because, you know, as we've seen in DeFi, uh, when you let this, uh, when you just let people do crazy cool stuff, um, great stuff comes out of it. So try not to just like block off 
innovation is great. And Blockstack is just giving them platform to, to keep building. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I, I also like Uniswap and stuff like that too. Um, you know, about gas oh, yeah. fees have been like absolutely crazy. Um, but what I was going to say is like, I, I really like Airdrop crypto. From Uniswap? Yeah, Uniswap. Um, yeah, did you get the, uh, the, the token? Oh, no, no, I never uh, actually got the token. No, I never got like the four. Oh, that was a, that was a great day. <laughs> it was that was a that was a wild couple of few days. But I was actually at the time uh, for your listeners that weren't aware. Uh, you know, if you used Uniswap before this, they basically uh, decentralized and gave away seventy percent of the tokens to their users to make it very decentralized. But uh, I was actually at the time because we we loved it, and you know, we listed Uniswap pretty quickly as well. And we, you know. Again, we're a centralized exchange. We want to support the centralized exchanges as well. Um, but I was actually trying to find someone, you know, there's someone out there who, you know, was just like a, a kid who's like into crypto and maybe just found some Uniswap and maybe they're in like, you know, Indonesia or something and they just put like 10, 20, $30, whatever they could, whenever gas fees made it allowed. And then just for them to wake up one day and find that they had like 1500 bucks worth of crypto that went up like 3000, but it would have been great. If there's anyone out there, I'd love to kind of hear that story because I, I was actually trying to find someone because I was like, someone should hear this story because, you know, decentralized stuff I, below Bitcoin and mainstream media doesn't really care. But yeah. you can actually hear these human stories where someone has got like $3,000 where that changed her life. I'd love to find that person. Yeah, I mean, it's almost <laughs> like a, it's almost like a stimulus thing, you know, that people, they're actually being paid yeah. to use the platform. But um, yeah, there's definitely somebody out there that just created like a bunch of addresses and just used Uniswap. And then we're like, oh my God, <laughs> like using a bunch yeah. of wallets did actually pay off. Um, yeah, there's definitely- Yeah, you get lucky sometimes in life. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing. I mean, even with airdrops and stuff like that, I mean, you know, uh, Bitcoin cash, you know, Bitcoin gold, even when they, you know, forked, that was, you know, kind of a nice to have <laughs> just by owning Bitcoin, you kind of just, you know, got something else. Um, but yeah. what I was going to say yeah, is it's a good time to shill. Yeah. Just, just uh, maybe mention our, our airdrop for stocks. So if anyone's listening, um, if you sign up, uh, you can get part of um, you know, the airdrop, which we're going to do. It's going to start at, I think, 100,000. And then if things go well, we're going to scale all the way up to a million. So. Cool. What was the airdrop? What was the token called? Or... You just have to say uh, for stocks. So oh, right. once Stacks 2.0 goes live, and we're going to airdrop stocks at the new stocks token to uh okcoin users that pre-registered oh nice okay so then there's the heads up so you don't have to get lucky you got yeah all this stuff right <laughs> exactly now you know <laughs> yeah. everyone loves free money um but yeah what i was gonna say is, is i really like how in crypto you know people that are running the projects are super embedded into the community i mean like uh you can mm -hmm. message like the ceo of uh kraken let's say, I think Jesse Powell, yeah. you can just message him on, on Twitter yeah. and, he'll, and he'll respond to you. So I think that that's really cool because in traditional, uh, you know, banking or even in traditional companies in general, most people are not that embedded, uh, you know, into the community. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't talk to JP Diamond unless you're an executive, right? Like, so I think that's really cool. And that helps the industry, you know, tenfold because you're doing what people are actually wanting, you know, like people are telling you what they want and then you're doing them. So, um, that, that was the really yeah. good thing. Uh, it, it's kind of the, the same. There's no industry. Too, but yeah. Yeah, there's no industry like this. I've worked, uh, you know, Silicon Valley tech, and you know, just crypto is fun. And I've had, you know, it's uh, people are doing crazy things. Everyone, you know, at the end of the day, 
Um, it can be in for investment, but you know, people that are working in it are really trying to you know, do something. And the fact that it's just like the innovation you can do is just go off and do something wild when a new tech comes along or just, you know, it's completely open source, all the tech's open source. Anyone, if you're in America, if you're in India, wherever you are, if you have the skills, you can participate. And uh, yeah, you know, as I mentioned, you know, being around since like 2016, so there was, you know, a lot of crazy crypto stuff going on then. And once Bitcoin kind of went to, you know, 20K by 2017, you know, you go to these conferences and it was just felt like, you know, a bunch of suits and a bunch of people just trying to get off, try to make some money. And, you know, one of the good things about the ICO crash was that, you know, a lot of those people that were just there just to make some quick money left. And the people that stuck it through are all the most, the best people creating stuff now. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know, just that building process. Anyone that went through those three years, you know, they're really into it. They're not just there just to make some quick money like they were in 2017, where a lot of people were in 2017. So yeah, um, great yeah, for crypto I would that urge, those people yeah. stuck it out. I would urge anyone to go to like a crypto event. Uh, I've been to like a few uh, ETH uh, events. Uh, I went to Ethereum Boston, oh, yeah. I think in 2019, whenever the last one was. And I mean, you go to one of those hackathons, mm. people are going crazy. I mean, they're up for like yeah. 17, 18 hours a day just going crazy with the projects. Um, so that's, that's something that's it's like a music festival. Yeah. And you don't have to be uh, a blockchain uh, technology. Like you don't have to be in programming. You don't have to do any of that. You can just show up to one of these things. So that's what I think is also crazy is like, if you're, if you're new crypto loves you, you know, like we want to help everyone kind of get involved in, uh, you know, get into it. And, and I, and I have a lot of people that, yeah. you know, are in programming and stuff and they're like, well, I want to get into crypto, but like, I don't know how to code and Ethereum, you know, like, I don't know how to use uh, solidity and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, you can just get into it still. Like, even if you don't have 10 years yeah. background, nobody really does. Right. So, um, I think well, now is, is the crypto best needs, um, to get in. Yeah, I mean, now, you know, a lot of the developers happen, you know, uh, a lot of these developers have more experience, uh, the code's a bit more, you know, fleshed out, some of the Bitcoin core uh, stuff, well, you, know, you can even, anyone can work in Bitcoin core as well, technically. So, um, yeah, the, I think what crypto really needs right now is actually like, you know, UX, good marketers, good storytellers, uh, because the, the innovation's happening, and I think we just need to uh, sell the story to people who are new to crypto. Because, uh, yeah, I do think, you know, obviously now it's changing with the bull run happening. You know, people are going to perk up and start investing. Uh, but, you know, people are in Bitcoin and there's, uh, yeah, and it is still up, up in a league of its own as, as an asset. But, you know, I, I think once people, uh, that's just uh, the gateway into some other of these interesting projects. So, again, DeFi is something that's really exciting, but Bitcoin will always reign supreme because it's just such a genius piece of uh, technology that I don't think. I mean, yeah, you say I, it, but it'll be hard to ever see something like that ever again. Yeah, definitely. And, and Bitcoin's one of those weird things that like, like since you found out about Bitcoin, have you ever gone a day without thinking about it? Because I legitimately don't <laughs> think I've ever gone a day without thinking at least the word Bitcoin, if I didn't say it out loud. I think I've thought about it every yeah. single day. Um, and what I found is like, everyone's like that. Like if you find out about crypto and you yeah. want to just stick with it for a few days, you'll never stop thinking about it. It's so much different than anything mm. else. There's not many things that you think about every single day. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's one of those, it's the craziest thing ever. And it's like even hard to explain to somebody who doesn't know anything about crypto is that you're, when, you, when you're buying it, even if you buy Bitcoin once, you're merged into the community. Like you're, you're set in yeah. and That's why I say to uh, my friends who are interested, you know, a lot of people ask, they know I've been working it for five years and um, they, you know, I bring it up sometimes and I'll go on rants just cause I, I'm really passionate about it. But uh, I just say, you know, 
just buy $50 worth, get some skin in the game, then you'll be in touch. I'm not saying like put all your money in Bitcoin, buy $20,000, like to go to the moon. I never say that. Just like buy 50. We have a recurring, for example, uh, OKCoin, we have a recurring buy. So you can just buy $10 every month or something, you know, if you want, or day or week, whatever you want to do. It's a great way to get into it. Just like uh, every paycheck, I'll put $50 into it. You don't need to worry about dips. You just kind of, it's a great way to invest for people to get into it. And yeah, you have skin in the game. And then, you know, once you start paying attention to it, you'll see the asset perform and then you'll start to learn more about it. So that's a great way for anyone new to get into it, not just like fall for the, my friend said this. I'm going to, especially right now when it's this high, like, do not put your life savings into it. Yeah. Uh, just make sure that just put some in because this should be, it's an asset that should be in everyone's like portfolios, I like to say, you know. Uh, these days, people are a lot more financially aware about you know, their assets and whatnot. And uh, Bitcoin should be part of that um, for everyone. I think that's what people are coming around to. Even if it's 1% of our, our CEO, Hong, wrote a great op-ed as in Coindesk. I recommend anyone check it out. It's like a path to 100K. And you know, she is a former Goldman Sachs investment banker for eight years. And she's not one to just you know say, she's not like a McAfee, like we're going to a million type thing. But she has a thesis to it. And it's pretty much, you know, Bitcoin is at that stage, and we're seeing this with you know more corporate treasury buying up Bitcoin, where it has a place in every portfolio. And if it gets to one percent of corporate treasuries, you know Bitcoin could be hundred k. So, and that's not a uh, that's not outlandish, you know. So, but just um, yeah, and that's a starting point. And in this run, particularly, um, maybe the last few days have changed. Haven't looked at the data, but you know the the previous kind of run has been very institutional. Um, which is good because, um, yeah, retail is a bit more frothy, uh, but institutionally they're there for the long term. They're not buying to get quickly, you know. Um, so this is going to make it a bit more stable asset, I think. And that's yeah, that's a hope like anyway. Micro strategies, um, them buying, you know, like four hundred million dollars yeah. worth. I mean, yeah. Um, I think it's um, I think he just raised seven hundred, six hundred seventy-five. I think he bought. Actually, I think he bought four hundred fifty, and now he's trying to raise. 600 million to go buy more, more Bitcoin. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's not messing around. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think yeah. that like when, when you're trying to teach somebody about Bitcoin, you definitely don't want to say, you know, go all in because then those are the people that don't want to talk to you anymore when it dips, you know, cause yeah. there's Bitcoin will, yeah. will dip again. It will dip again. Maybe it won't be 5,000, yes. maybe it won't be, but it, it's going to dip. It has to dip at least, you know, a few yeah. more. So, um, it might be happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be there or it could be at 100K. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I think a lot of people that even get in crypto, you want to get your family members involved and stuff like that. But yeah, just don't do it. Um, you know, otherwise Thanksgiving's very awkward, <laughs> you know, if you tell people. For sure. Yes. But, but yeah, get some skin in the game and then make your own decisions. But that's kind of it. Because uh, yeah, it's stock market's pretty pretty frothy in itself right now. So it's no less risky than that. So yeah. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, we used to have like one, two percent changes, but the stock market, especially on the EV side, like there's a bubble going on over there. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty risky in the stock market right now as well. So whatever you're doing in finance, just do a lot of research and, uh, with your investments and be careful as you, as you pointed out very, very nobly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. And yeah, I was, I was stalking your, uh, your, your Twitter and I see you're a Chelsea fan. What's going on with that? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, what, are you are you a soccer fan or who do you no, support? I mean, I just like I started watching soccer like when I was in college. So like my friends are all like soccer friends. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a Man City fan just to make them mad. <laughs> oh, you're like oh look who's who's winning I'm like, right who's now? the best? Yeah. Right now? Okay, I'm a Man City fan. <laughs> um, 
the, the most soulless, the most soulless <laughs> team. Yeah, I'm a big Chelsea fan. Uh, I'm a big rugby fan as well. Rugby is probably my, I play and that's where my passion is. It's a, rugby is an incredible sport. Uh, and Ireland, we're good, we're kind of sloppy right now. But uh, yeah, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea is a cool team. We have a great team right now. A um, bunch of young players. Frank Lampard is my favorite Chelsea player. He's the, the coach. Um, but yeah, football's also good for like some drama as well. It's just like, it's like a little, it's like when you're into, you know, a reality TV show or just like a gossip corner. It's kind of, it's kind of good for like, like sometimes when I'm super into crypto or, you know, you're looking at crypto all day, it's just nice to like listen to some frivolous soccer podcasts and just all the nonsense that goes around with it. So that's kind of my um, guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And I think one of the teams is sponsored by like a crypto company, right? Is it Watford or something? I think. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was like great. the Bitcoin was logo. It? It's, I think it might be Wofford. Yeah, somebody different. I don't know. Wofford, um, yeah, they got rele relegated this year. But yeah, there was, yeah, I've seen that, and I was like, why was not a bigger deal? I'm, I remember when I, I used to work with Bitmain, and they actually sponsored uh, the Houston Rockets as well back in like 2000. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't work with Bitmain, and they were clients of mine. Uh, but yeah, the Houston Rockets, they sponsored them for a little bit as well back then. But yeah, it's cool. To, I remember seeing that Watford. I was like, why wasn't this a bigger deal? I was like, Bitcoin signed on their jersey. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing a, a Litecoin logo on UFC one time too. I was like, what the hell? Like, I never look uh, at the logos that are on the map. And I just randomly saw Litecoin. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Litecoin. Yeah. How long ago was that? That must have been, that sounds like 2017 stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was probably, yeah, it was probably like a few years ago. But I don't, I don't even know who paid for that. Like, who would have paid? Like, I don't know. Ask Charlie Lee. Maybe, maybe he knows. Oh, yeah, it probably was. <laughs> um, that is, yeah. Cool. Well, how's that? Do you think that's good? Do I think like it's good to advertise with like. Oh, no, I mean, I thought uh, we're um, is that good timing for you? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, we're good. Um, if you want to cut that down. Is there anything, anything else you want to cover? Or, um... uh? I have like five more minutes to do. Yeah, sure. Um, so any other projects that, you know, you're working on, do you still currently do stuff with your uh, PureNet company or is that something that you Oh, No, so that was basically my agency. Um, yeah, so as I said, it was very blockchain uh, crypto focused. Um, I didn't work on tokens so much. I really worked on more of a, like products because uh, tokens is just kind of a wild ride. And if you do public relations for tokens, you kind of get... Um, especially for the ICO token projects, you can get pulled into just kind of trying to pump it. And I really didn't do that. I'm very ethical in what I do. So it's more on the product side, lost service providers, things like that. So, um, so yeah, I don't do anything there, uh, you know, full time in, in OKCoin these days. In terms of other projects, yeah, I mean, I'm always down to, uh, you know, provide some help with like uh, some up and coming projects and just in terms of like product communications or even just like, you know, if they have a startup launch, if there's something I'm passionate about, just like, Helping them out, like helped out some friends all through, all through the years, or just got recommendations. Some people just need some quick help. So uh, yeah, the thing about like PR in general, uh, just to maybe switch to that, and um, why I kind of got into crypto PR. You know, I originally, you know, I've worked in an agency for like five years, all Silicon Valley stuff, much like, you know, Dropbox even um, on their new new projects back in the day. And I kind of went out of it because you know it can be it's a tiring industry. You kind of have to always be on. You can't. It, it's not something where you're just like on, you know, building or coding. It's, uh, you know, you just have to be very aware of what's going on around you. Uh, so I went out of it, uh, went into marketing roles, um, but actually got pulled back into communications again because I saw in 2017, and um, I was kind of doing a little bit of consulting before that, but uh, for crypto projects, but really like to that early 2017, I was just seeing this like bubble happen. And there's all these new media outlets just popping up and they were with the entire goal of 
excuse me, the entire goal of just, just shilling tokens to unaware people. And I hated that. It was really bad. And, you know, those companies that did that, they made a bunch of money back then, but they're all gone <laughs> because they don't know how to do proper public relations. Mm -hmm. And it's really about, you know, really understand the project, really building long-term relationships with, you know, reporters and also having a good um, rapport with, you know, your client or the, the company itself. Uh, but yeah, there's good, there's a lot of good storytelling opportunities in crypto. And that's why, you know, if anyone's in marketing or public relations, yeah, the, the technology is there, the money is there. I think we need more marketers, we need more writers, we need more, uh, you know, people who are more on the creative side. And yeah, as you said at the start, you know, there's no better industry right now than to be in. And I think a lot of people are gonna come around to that because once uh, the abstract nature of blockchain kind of gets stripped away and you start to see products that are built on blockchain or use like, you know, you can have a decentralized lending system within an app, a financial app or, you know, you're using stable coins or payments. Once we abstract all of that away, it's just gonna be a much more efficient FinTech landscape as well or we can get into obviously decentralization which is why i really first dove in from you know the ethereum ico and just the idea of smart contracts and complete decentralization you know that's still all well ahead of us when we'll start to see like you know life-changing impacts like from society to you know blockchain-based voting systems or uh you know decentralized amazon these type of things like that's that is still all ahead of us so we're only just getting started yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Yeah, the transparency is big, you know, with marketing and stuff like that, because you can easily get, you know, kind of lost in sight and, and start, you know, pushing projects. And then it turns out like, oh, there was a huge, you know, they didn't, they weren't audited. And then it's like, oh my God, like you just totally, you know, probably hurt people more than, you know, you helped if you did that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's interesting. So I used to write some uh, YouTube videos for Doug Polk, who uh, ran like a YouTube crypto channel. And that's kind of like the whole basis on why that was created is because we wanted to bring more transparency to people. So, you know, we talked about BitConnect and Verge and, you know, like we, you know, made jokes about them. But uh, that was kind of our main focus was to kind of go against because we saw a lot of people that were, you know, shilling uh, projects, you know, McAfee, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. That, that is yeah. that's probably the, the number big, one thing to look for uh, you know, in crypto. Big, big connect. Big Those connect. That meme, I still, I saw that meme yesterday and I was just like, it still brings like a, I mean, it's just the ridiculous laughter to, to, to me. It's just, it was just such a ridiculous period of time. <laughs> Vitalik always brings it up like on his Twitter, like once in, like every year he has to bring it up. I think he did it at a conference one time too. Like yeah, I was like, hey, hey, hey. yeah, I read, um, I'm not sure if you read it, uh, Camilla Rosso's book, um, was it The Infinite Machine? And it was great to get, it's re I recommend it, um, it's basically about Ethereum, but you know, it does take you through the entire, you know, ICO boom and whatnot, and it was nice, kind of like, you know, I always read about it, but it was nice to see like a very chronological book talking about the entire journey of where crypto really started, or Ethereum really started more than Bitcoin, and then uh, all the journey through, and a lot of the characters that pop up, and Remember, connect popped up there. One time, I just like laughing to myself thinking of that video. So yeah, good times. Recommend the book if anyone gets it, or if anyone wants to read it. It's really good. I think she has a few uh, books, right? I think she might have two, um, three. Maybe yeah. this is a new one. I really like there's a cover on it as well. So <laughs> and I'm sure she does. She's a great writer. So and I'm, I'm sure she'll have many more. But, but this one in particular is great. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, wait, so when did you you first got into crypto in 2016? You said. Yeah, it, it's funny. I could have a different path because I think like Ethereum really dragged me in more than Bitcoin. And, um, you know, I was a gamer back in the day. My brother still works in you know the gaming industry. 
And uh, I'd seen Bitcoin around and, you know, I always just thought of it as this kind of like, you know, FIFA points kind of system, but a bit more peer to peer. And I, did, I didn't really, yeah, I get that. I'm like, cool, online digital currency. Uh, but it wasn't until I read, you know, the Bitcoin standard. Um, if you have you read it before, it's pretty much a staple for everyone. That should the first book you should read about Bitcoin, essentially. But it wasn't until I read that by um, I think it's Sufyan and Moose. Name to describe. I hope I didn't butcher that. But uh, yeah, it's if there's ever a book you want to give someone about Bitcoin or blockchain or crypto in general, that is it. Because it wasn't uh, the idea of digital scarcity is really what did it. And uh, I didn't really understand that until maybe like 2016. And that's when I really started to like, to things clicked into place. And that's just, I uh, really got into Ethereum and the centralized aspect of it. Because I do think decentralization is huge because or else, you know, we could just see ourselves tipping towards like corporate monopolies and, and being able to keep things decentralized is essential to our future. So uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I got into it. And then, you know, as I said, I was working at a VR company um, and that was a cool space as well. And there's actually a lot of, because uh, there's a lot of blend between those two kind of people, because gamers, you know, people trying to do crazy stuff. And then uh, more and more people started talking to me then. And then I had a friend, Sasha, who really like was super into it and um, who was in the same abilities maybe I worked with and he was just like super passionate about it. Uh, he's a big nano guy, which I make fun of him for now, but, <laughs> um, but uh, he, yeah. Into it, and once yeah, as it once you once it clicks, once you're hooked, you know there's no turning back, and that's the same thing I hear from a lot of people. Like you know, once they get it, they just want to work at it. And a lot of people at OKCoin we work with, or just friends who met through the industry, they all kind of came that realization that just dump whatever you're doing and just get into it because you know it's going somewhere. Yeah, it's interesting how everything kind of just aligns because I was also in the video game like industry a little bit uh, back in 2010, mm -hmm. and then I got banned on PayPal because I was 13 years old in 2010. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was, yeah, so I got banned on PayPal and then somebody was like, Hey, do you want to just get paid in Bitcoin? And it's like non-charge backable. And I was like, sure, do it. So that's kind of yeah. how I got in. So I kind of got in sort of the same route. Um, but I have just, you know, the weakest hands ever. So I'm not in a mansion. Unfortunately. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like a lot of people that have mansions just like have a hard drive of Bitcoin. They forgot about it <laughs> like, exactly. because like, no one was thinking it was going to 20k at the time. I like a lot of the, it's it's older than people like you or myself that have weak hands that like have stayed in it, or people that just like fluked it, made 10 million, and, and they just never work again. Like you know, that's just wasted talent, wasted uh, capital. But you know, the people there are people who have, who have big bags of Bitcoin and they're just in it for you know the uh, for building and the innovation. But you know, a lot of people that are saying right, we. Didn't know what was going on, on the investment side, but we got into it from just crypto and just the idea of blockchain and everything. And uh, yeah, we're, we're still in that. But you know, maybe keep those keep those uh, diamond hands, and who knows where, where we're going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always like hard to even explain it to people because they're always like, "Well, do you have FOMO now? Like, how pissed are you?" And it's like, "Well, if you have thirty dollars and you invest it, and then it turns into like five thousand, how are you not selling it?" You know what I mean? Like, how are you? Yeah. It's so hard to hold it because at that point you're kind of being financially irresponsible because like that's, you can't yeah. afford to invest that, right? Like you wouldn't have invested yeah. 5,000. So yeah, that's always the interesting one. And then there's like, you know, the 10,000 Bitcoins for the pizza. And, you know, I made those mistakes too. With shoes yeah. and stuff like that. So <laughs> I have, I feel for him, although it wasn't 10,000 Bitcoin. Like I still, I feel for that. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's all a learning phase though. Uh, you know, I, I, I trade a little bit, I'm not huge, but I, I do try to accumulate. I'm not trying to like short trade, but I uh, try to accumulate in a more sensible fashion, you know, buy the dips as opposed to, you know, 
putting away money in one time. That's always a good kind of strategy. Uh, dollar cost average is a great way to invest as well. As I mentioned, you know, putting it in every month. But uh, yeah, it's... It, <laughs> So I think of some of the things I had, like, you know, I got into some ICOs which are terrible or I sold my Ethereum too soon or, or whatnot, but I just think it's a learning phase. And I think, you know, if, if, uh, if crypto keeps going up, you know, I'll benefit from it through work or, you know, my Bitcoin now will, will go up or whatnot. So I don't, you know, I don't even regret it anymore. Like, cause it's just yeah. like, it brought me on this journey and I could, I, I'd rather be working here with less Bitcoin than have some Bitcoin and work in some more stuffy Silicon Valley tech job. So it's all for the better. Yeah, I think for the, yeah, the most part, it's kind of like, we just want to see the technology succeed because that's the most important, you know, aspect of it, um, you know, that, 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 to, to being something that you love and have it work. Uh, but no, yeah, I know you're, you're uh, busy, you got something to do it too. So, um, cool. you know, we can cut it short, but hey, Great. I appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. I think it's been, yeah. Hi, how'd you find me by the way? Just random Twitter or? <laughs> yeah, just random Twitter, I think. Um, yeah, I think you, you probably commented on something with uh, OKCoin, and then I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, interesting guy. And then, yeah. So. Cool. And then what do you, I, I see you have an agency. What do you do? Uh, yeah, so we, we, we do uh, marketing. We do some DeFi stuff. We're very selective. We're not like, you know, my marketing people are like, don't say it. But like, we're not like super heavy, uh, like, hey, we just want any business we like you can get. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're kind of like a 360, you know, consulting company. So we do marketing, content creation, PR stuff, you know, we'll do the whole bit, but we are very, you know, selective. So if somebody contacts me about building yeah. a DeFi project and they're like, hey, we want you to build something like this, we're not doing that. Um, yeah. So well, I've been, I've been in your position running agency. Bad clients can kill you. You need to be very selective. I was very selective as well. Uh, you know, I was getting offers for any ICO under the sun, offering tokens, and I was like, A, I don't want to get caught in trouble by the SEC, so I kind of avoided all token token projects. But B, it's just like, yeah, you you can involve the project and you know, you're spending all your time and then it falls apart. And it's yeah, being keep that <laughs> being very selective of your, uh, of your clients is always a good idea. But yeah, let, let's stay in touch. And uh, yeah, if you're in San Francisco, um, hit us up. And there's always, it's a great community there. And, um, you know, the Bitcoin Mag guys are there as well. And they put on some good events. And once we can, you know, I haven't actually been to our office yet. I've been here like nine months and just because of COVID, I mean, there, but we have a great office. And I, once, we, once we're back there, I'm going to put on a bunch of events, just community driven events, just, you know, come out, have a beer, drink, talk Bitcoin type of stuff. So if you ever around, let me know. Alrighty, perfect. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And there you have it. So in the description below, I'm going to have some of the links um, of some of the topics that we talked about. So if you guys want to revisit anything, if you guys want to check out Will, uh, you can see all of that stuff in the description. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, just head over to YouTube. I'm sorry. Um, and then you'll be able to kind of genius figure everything out from there. Um, and so next week, we're going to be coming back. We have another guest next week. Really good one. You guys won't want to miss that. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, and I will talk to you then. Thanks.